Hello, welcome back. So today we are going to discuss part two of the causes for weight regain. And this episode, we are focusing on the physiological reasons of weight regain. In the last episode, we did talk about the structural or anatomical issues for weight regain. So the physiological causes of weight regain, you might be able to start looking for some clues by keeping a food and symptom diary. It will also be helpful for you to rate your hunger before you eat and then after you eat to see if there's a pattern and to see if you're feeling satisfied between meals. Also, I would highly recommend noting down the location and the emotion that you're feeling while eating. Are you angry, stressed, sad, happy? These all may paint a picture as to why you might be struggling with weight regain. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. The first point I wanted to bring up was that the most common cause physiologically for weight regain is muscle mass wastage. So there is one study, and there's actually multiple studies on this, but this one particular that I'm going to focus on found that between 25 to 30% of lean muscle tissue is lost from the start of your pre-op diet to one year post-op. Percentages don't do that figure justice. So that's like losing a quarter of your original body. That's pretty big, isn't it? And as we know, muscle burns more calories than fat. And so this then plays into the big part as to why you may regain weight. Essentially, because your body doesn't need as many calories to burn at rest. So less muscles means less calories needed to survive. So going back to that study, at three months, patients had lost 20.3 kilograms, which made up about 41% of lean body mass and 59% of fat mass. So about 40% of that was muscle or organs or just that lean body tissue that's not fat. And at one year post-op, those patients had lost 37 kilos, which constituted about 70% of fat mass and 30% was lean body tissue. So, you know, most of it was fat. However, that 30% of lean muscle tissue is what we really need to focus on. So if your bariatric team had recommended exercise and resistance exercise, there's good reason for that. Alongside the protein is to make sure that you're not losing too much muscle mass. To follow on from that point of muscle wastage, essentially what this means, it directly affects your ability to burn calories at rest. So you need to eat less than previously to maintain the same weight. This can be frustrating as you may continually feel like you're decreasing your portions all the time. Now, protein and exercise to stimulate the muscles to regrow and to prevent muscle wastage is the ultimate goal. So if you suspect that you've lost muscle, which I'm sure a lot of people have after weight loss surgery, don't lose hope. You can work on your muscle by working with a dietitian to optimize your protein intake. Don't accept that arbitrary 60 to 80 grams. Get it individualized for your body and your history and work with an exercise physiologist, ideally specializing in bariatric surgery. 
You can both work together to eat enough from a dietary perspective and then do optimal exercises consistently to help that protein stimulate the muscles to grow. Now, it does take time to build muscle. It's not going to happen overnight. And so I'd really encourage you to stick with it and commit to at least a year to see how your muscles change. I would also recommend getting a DEXA or a body composition scan just to track your muscle mass over that time. It can be quite motivating to know that your fat mass is going down and your lean tissue is increasing or at least staying the same. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free three-day meal plan with recipes to get you started taking control of the weight regain. Head to the link in the show notes to access it. Now, let's get back to the episode. Menopause is a change in hormones as women stop menstruating regularly. So that drop in that estrogen can also increase the risk of muscle wastage, bone loss, and an increase in that total and visceral adipose tissue, aka fat. So a lot of women describe that menopause causes weight gain and this for this reason. So on top of your metabolism decreasing because of the muscle wastage, it should be also known that menopause can make that worse and it can also decrease the metabolism. So menopause is one of those physiological factors as to why we may regain weight after weight loss surgery. Finally, genes. So it's often said that genes are the blueprint to your body, but the environment is the trigger. So we know that genes can influence around about 70% of weight uh, and 80% of your height. So unfortunately, because they're ingrained in us, we can't do much to change our genetic code. But if we provide the right environment and stay away from these obesogenic environments of convenience and fast food or just not preparing meals and use those to our advantage. Like, yes, there is food available everywhere, but I can teach you the right choices of where to get a better option in your environment. So we can draw on these convenience meals in the right way, and that will help decrease the risk of the environment affecting your weight regain. So with all these points discussed today, stay consistent with your vitamins, particularly calcium and vitamin D for postmenopausal women. Work on incorporating resistance training into your exercise regimen, ideally at least twice a week, and keep up that cardiovascular exercise as well. And make sure you're eating sufficient protein for your particular body to prevent that lean tissue loss. And I'd highly recommend getting a DEXA, D-E-X-A, or a body composition scan, which some gyms tend to have access to before the start of their challenges, to identify how much muscle mass you have now and how much fat mass you have now. And I'd suggest getting a repeat every three months. And it can be a great way to make sure that you are not just focusing on how heavy you are on the scales. Because let's be real, it doesn't really tell you anything. It just tells you how heavy you are in this earth. What we want to find out is how much of that weight is lean tissue, how much is bone, how much is water, how much is fat. And then we can try control the diet and exercise to help you reach your goals. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. 
I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.